Hey everyone, and welcome back to Tales of Esperan. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character-driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, to keep it simple, we sit down at our desks, log in online, and pretend to be someone we're not for a little while, all the while recording it to share with you. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line. Follow along as our players pretend to be small-town adventurers, doing their best to put some good into the world. And my favorite part about all this is that we have no idea what will happen next. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with. Oh, who am I kidding? It's Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. Now, we loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories, independent of the lore and problematic content that comes out of the box with Dungeons & Dragons, especially in its own world lore. In short, this just means that we use the game system and some dice to decide what happens next to our characters, not some story or some world that someone else has written for us. I wonder what'll happen this week. Let's roll the dice and find out what happens next. Together. Okay, um, now that I'm back in and I have a drink at my side, um, welcome back. I know it's been a while, everybody, a long while, um, but we're here. And does anybody have any questions? Like I said, it's been a while. I'll probably cut this out, this part out of the episode, but do you need a recap? Yeah, I was about to say, are you going to do a recap or is that a question? It could be a question if you think that would be fun, but... I'll, I'll accept a I'll accept a just a recap whether or not you want that to be part of the episode. I don't particularly remember what okay. was going on. So you were traveling through the rolling thicket towards the city known as the Emerald Crossroads, which Tedward has been to a long time ago. Um, back before he was Turbo Wish Punchy McBeefcake. On the way, Thurbash got a little weird. Tedward and Thurbash had a bit of a mind-reading encounter, and Tedward saw something that Thurbash believes he shouldn't have. And that little rift caused Thurbash to do some bad things, and he ran from the party. Um, you guys have been basically following his trail, because he's your friend, and you want to make sure he's all right. At least that's the gist I got from it. With that in mind, you had followed his trail through the woods. You found a you found the spooky deer. You learned the spooky deer talks. Um, you know, the white-furred deer with wood and bark underneath its fur. You found out that it claims to be the forest itself, and Thurbash is some kind of enemy to it. You brokered some form of peace with the deer, and it opened up a pathway into the forest that would kind of lead you to where Thurbash was going. Along the way, you found a corpse with a magic boomerang, and then you found a clearing full of giant wooden spiders. Um, the clearing was on fire, and the spiders were attempting to put it out or flee from it or some form of that. Um, you did combat with the spiders, and Haley overcame his fear of spiders. Well, not overcame his fear. He fought his fear, quite literally, and wiped out the largest spider of the bunch. And after exterminating them and putting out what you could of the fire right in front of you, um, you continued on the pathway ahead. Um, any questions? 
So I think I can kick this off. Um, in our previous conversation, you all had talked about wanting to find some kind of shelter to sleep because at this point, you don't know exactly what time of day it is, but you know you were woken up in the middle of the night. Like you were, you had sat down to rest when all of this kicked off, and you basically haven't rested since then. You're you're treading pretty close to 24 hours without rest. Our tale tonight begins in the winding pathways of the rolling thicket, the sprawling forest that lies between the Opal River and the grand city of the Emerald Crossroads. Once, this place was tread by many a traveler, but now, around you, it remains eerily quiet and still. The forest around you occasionally stirs and the strange flutter of a bird's wings creaks somewhere overhead in the darkness of the canopy above. Only a few minutes ago, you all fought the wooden spider abominations in a clearing in the woods. Then, continued the follow of the path Thurbash took, and his hasty flight from the three of you, Rose and Ilyel. Without the moons or the ring light overhead determining the time of day is a troublesome feat. You know it is at least a few hours past midnight, and you are all in dire need of rest, and possibly some answers in this mysterious place considering you have only been picking up the pieces that Thurbash has left behind in your pursuit of him. Is there anything you would like to do on your brief walk down this single, very thin path in the forest that lies ahead of you? Are are any of us injured from last time? We got in a fight last episode, right? Yeah, I'm kind of hurt. Yeah, I do believe some of you are injured. I can just look at my character sheet. Yeah. I am hurt. I'm hurt for three HP. Okay. Okay, not hurt much, clearly. Yeah. I don't think my nerves are sensitive enough to detect three HP of damage. Do like a bomb of the summer court, just to like as we're walking? Does that work? Oh yeah, sure. That's your Healy Fey magic, right? That heals. Heals, right? Yeah. Um you wanna read the feature? Okay. Uh at the second level you become in imbe- imbe- Imbued? Imbued? Imbued. Imbued. I don't know how to say that word. Ooh. Yeah, alright. Uh, with the blessings of the summer core, you are a font. You are a font? What am I? What is Fount. this? Fount. You're a fount, Fount? yes. F-O-U-N-T? F-O-N-T. Font, okay, font? well, that kind of works too. You are a font of energy? Which font? I don't know. Are how you sans serif? Oh my god. No, I'm Comic Sans. <laughs> oh, yes, that fits. Calibria. Comic Sans mixed with papayas. Okay. Um... Oh, God. Papayas. <laughs> this whole episode is cursed. What have you all done? What did papayas have to do with it? Papaya. What is. Pa- Papyrus. Papyrus. With an R. Papayas. You know, the fruit. Um, okay, of the energy that offers respite from injuries. You have a pool of fey energy represented by a number of d6s equal to your druid level. As a bonus action, you can choose an ally you could see within 120 feet of you and spend those numbers. Blah, 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 but I don't need those. Um, so I could just do a d number of d6, so 6d6, right? Yes, so you oh, can no. do as many as you want. Um, you have six of them, so it's kind of like a pool. Um, on your D&D Beyond sheet, you'll see a little boxes. Every time you use one, you can just click it, and that'll be like, oh, now I can't use that. Okay, okay. So I'm going to use that to get everyone up to max, I think, right? We're not Probably. All I know Haley's pretty hurt. I know Haley's hurt. I've taken 11 damage. 
Oh, wait. So do I use 6d6 every time or just 1d6? It's 1d6. So that's the amount of amount you have. I keep clicking. I, I don't wait. Okay, right, there we go. Um, so I guess you can, I could use two. Okay, so roll 2d6. For Haley. That's six. Six. Um, Haley, you also get a plus one for each die spent, so that's eight hit points. Oh. Tell me, what wound has just knitted itself closed? It would help if I remembered what hurt me. Uh, you were fought by sp- big, wo- big wooden spiders that slap real hard. I think I did something to myself, though, because I hid for most of that fight. That's a great point. I don't remember what happened. <laughs> the healing done is it's all psychic. It's the memory of the encounter. Because <laughs> you, you're afraid of spiders. Mm-hmm. The migraines are gone now. Yep. No more fear response to the sound of creaking wood. Um, okay, yeah. So, Alea, you reach out. What does it look like as you do this? Um, Just kind of a bunch of twinkling lights. Just like... Um, I don't know how to describe it. Oh, wait. Have you guys seen princess and the frog when they're in the swamp and it's like with the fireflies that's what it looks like oh cool yeah so these little motes of light illuminate around you as you heal heal up Hele who looks the most haggard of the bunch at the moment and Alea and Hele because your passive perceptions are the highest of the group sorry Tedward as these lights illuminate the pathway around you you notice something odd as you expect the, the um, tree light up above, or the, the tree canopy up above, is so far off that you can't really see the light above you at all. Um, coming in from the rings of the planet and the moon, which would normally, on a night like this, make a place very well lit, but it's dark. As these little lights illuminate, both Alea and Hele, you notice off to the sides of this pathway where you are, where like the, the the trees are kind of bending towards you, almost like you're in a tunnel of forest. Um, it's cramped. It's close to you. As you pass by, you can feel branches catching on your sleeves. But occasionally at the depths of your vision, the furthest away where you like, you start to question whether, you know, that thing in the darkness is the silhouette of a tree or if it's your mind playing tricks on you, right as the light starts to vanish from the things that you can see. You feel like you see like the occasional silhouette of a humanoid figure, and then you kind of do a double take and it's a tree. But as you move further and further kind of along this pathway trudging through, you notice it more and more frequently. Hele, as you're looking around, you see out of the corners of your vision, Often places where you aren't directly looking, you feel like you see a small shaft of light, almost like a god ray of like the sun cutting through the canopy of a forest. There's no source. What do you two do? Uh, I ask both my other, uh, two of my other members so you both are plant people. If we start to lumberjack the rest of this forest, how bad would that be? Like, could it regrow itself? Uh, can I cast Speak with Plants? Um, yes. I, before we get into this, I will remind you, you did cast it before to speak to a little black 
like flower that was blooming out of the soil and it wanted to eat and then in another occasion you also cast speak with plants and you you cast it during a wildfire in the forest which you would normally expect it to be kind of a traumatic experience because all these trees are burning and it was eerily silent just to set the theme here okay um so you would like to cast it again yeah well, you know see if anything's changed okay um you cast this spell once again and you just hear silence for a moment or two are you are is, is the party still walking through who's at the front I think I'd be at the front. That's sort of like the standard operating procedure. Okay. Yeah, big, yeah. big beefcake Tedward is up at the front, occasionally breaking branches as he passes through. And Alea, you cast this spell. And for a moment, you don't hear anything different. Occasionally, you'll hear the creak of a tree branch, the flutter of wings, which you can't quite see. And then you hear a, a branch shake above you. Maybe five, ten feet up, somewhere in the darkness. And you hear a voice go, Oh! Oh! Like an owl? Kind of. Or like a legitimate someone saying who? Um, It definitely is more language than owl. Is this somebody rolling <clears throat> very poorly on an attempt to like a performance check to be like an owl? No. Inside check. Inside check. <laughs> checking so me? <laughs> I want to inside. No, I want to inside check. I'll um. I'll put an inside check because I to, is is it a per is it a person? It's a voice that you can hear in the trees above you. It was preceded by the fluttering of wings, which sounded kind of off. We don't love off. Okay, I got a. 10 with a 10 the voice is inquisitive it's it's language it's not like someone try it doesn't feel like a mockery like it's something it, it feels like something is genuinely trying to communicate with you um i'm gonna just look up at it and be like who are you you hear uh, the creaking of wood and the fluttering of wings again feels off and i guess do you like do you stop walking yeah okay as you stop, you feel Eliel and Rose bump into your back. Um, Rose is keeping up the rear. And you see a bird fly down and land on a, a small little twig coming off of a tree, maybe two feet away from you, eye level. And there's this little bird in the darkness, turns its head to the side, and as it does, you hear the creak of wood. And it goes, Who are you? Wait, I cast... Speak with plants. I definitely did not speak with animals. So that's I'm gonna like point it out to Rose and Eliella and be like, ah, this this I think it's wooden. This plant bird is talking to me. <laughs> the two of you in the front notice this going on. You guys hear like the creaking of wood as it opens its little bird mouth. At this point, you guys hear the creaking of wood and you have heard the commotion behind you, so the party can just kind of stop. It's not like you guys are gonna get separated. That would be wild. It's wild, then. Leia, again, you hear. Who are you? Uh, it's asking who I am. I am a. We are wandering travelers. Travel. Where go? Where are we going? We're we're looking for a friend. There you go. Friend, friend, 
What friend? Uh, you know, about yay, hi, I kind of start describing. Um, and then I look at Rose and I'm like, is this, this isn't a normal bird, right? Is anyone getting like a little heebie-jeebies? Yeah, that's, that's like, not a Ellie Hill and Rose immediately shake their heads no, very quickly and nervously. Um, have you seen anyone walk by here? Friend short. Human. Yes. Okay. Do you know what direction? It turns its head to the left and the right and kind of looks around like it's taking in the space. And then it looks to the left again, and Hele and Tedward, you both see, because you're closer to the front, in this kind of thin pathway, another one of those shafts of light in the corner of your vision. And when you look for a brief moment, it's illuminating a fork in the road ahead. So, like, when you say shaft of light, like, as if as if there was, like, a momentary gap in the tree canopy and light came through? It's the same kind of weird phenomena where you see, like, out of the corner of your eye, you see a god ray, and when you look, it's gone. Okay, so when you say god ray, that makes it... I just wanted to know, is, like, is this an obviously, like, a divine, perfectly vertical shaft of light? No, no, like, no. Oh, oh, that could, conceivably, it could have happened. Okay. Yeah, it feels like a weird visual phenomenon that keeps happening to you in the fringes of your vision. Gotcha. You hear the bird go, Many travel. And it looks again in that direction. Gotcha. I'm going to just look at the at the party and ask, um, are, do we want to follow the unnerving bird's directions? Or is that... I, I kind of trust it. Just, like, a little. It may, Why? Because it's, it, it... It was polite. <laughs> Can you guys... Oh, so um, everybody in the party hears this. You hear the fluttering of wings in the canopy above you, and you hear, like, the little ticks and taps of things on wood. And you notice that, like, right in the fringes of the darkness where your eyes start to, again, question what you can truly see in this kind of dark and spooky place, you see more birds of different types. Ravens, swallows, blue jays, they're all carved of wood. And they just keep, they keep making these little creaking sounds. But Alea, you hear... Many travel, path, safety. Just like the same kind of phrases over and over and over and over again. It's saying there's a safe path path over there. I don't, I don't You're know. You're asking what it is? Uh, oh yeah, I didn't answer my question. Um, tiny bird, are who are you? What are you? I am tilts its head to the side the wood and then you hear another bird like 20 feet above you go messengers uh okay wood messengers maybe forest of the and the words are being completed by different birds the sentence of the and then in unison, all the birds, thousand. And then the one you were talking to says, branches. Okay, I'm gonna just relay the information. I, I, 
I think we should maybe conti- continue on, on maybe a little bit. Would we trust it? Do we go stay on the path? Because I kind of implied to trust it. Did we have any other leads? Like, were we following Therabash based on like a track we had picked up? Or we were, were we just like, if we follow the chaos? It was essentially like there was only one path. The path that you guys were forging, weirdly enough. Um, and you kind of picked up on this as you've been walking. Like the ground at your feet here feels like freshly tilled. Like it was a path that was made recently. Like it's not the normal caked and beaten trail in a forest that you can see from hundreds of hikers that have made their way through here. This is something new that you've been following. Okay. And And now the issue is that it forks up ahead. It forks up ahead. Let's just trust the bird. Uh, I'll do it. Let's, Let's just trust the bird. I don't really see an alternative. Can I agree? Uh, do a perception check just on the environment, just like roll me one around a sixteen. You notice a strange phenomena, kind of going on in your vision as you're looking at the path ahead. The trees are tall and straight, exactly as you would expect a path in the forest to be. Everything is kind of perfectly, you know, not perfect. And when you kind of look around, you're looking to all the birds above you. And as your head turns in the direction behind you, towards the direction you were coming from, you notice the trees feel like they're bending down almost. Like, they start off straight where they come out of the ground, and they start to kind of bend and curve as you look at them. But as you turn your head away, in your peripheral vision, they look normal. Hmm. I mean... Caught the music. (laughs) Um, I guess we can continue on cautiously? So to... As long as we're, like, aware of our surroundings. Towards the fork in the road? Yeah. Up to you guys. Yeah, I, th- I think we should just continue. Okay. Um as you do as you verbalize this, you hear the collective fluttering of wings as the birds fly away, and uh, Alea, the one you were speaking to, remains behind. Thank you. <laughs> and it goes. Guide? It's asking if it if it if it if we need a guide. Sure, why not? Okay. Then hop on your shoulder. Are you nice? Are you a nice bird? <laughs> I am wood. <laughs> Fair enough. Are you okay. nice wood? <laughs> Are you nice wood? The forest is never kind. And it lifts up off its branch and flutters toward you and lands on your shoulder. And you hear like like a mechanical creak as it tilts its head and looks at you. At least it's honest wood. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Polite and honest. I say we trust it. Yeah. Even if it's careful. a trap. Even if it's a trap, I'd rather spring a trap than just kind of stumble around in the forest forever. All right. Let's go find our friend. Yeah. So you all make your way ahead. You reach this fork in the road. Off to the right, you can see that the path winds and turns and quickly descends into darkness. And off to the left, it's almost a mirror image, but slightly different. The bird, Alea, lifts off your shoulder and flits over to the tree and looks to the right. Um, if anyone would like, rolling a survival check might be helpful. Just to determine kind of where sure. you are geographically, because you guys have been traveling on a dark forest pathway for a while, but if, you know, you're inclined. Yeah, Haley, give me a roll. What you got? There it goes. Oh, my God. Oh, great. That's a three? What? A three. I just rolled a nat one. Oh, no, I Oof. rolled a four. Sorry, I rolled a four. A four. What I will give you is, again, that you you notice that both of these paths are freshly tilled. The soil is soft beneath your feet. It kind of muffles sound as you walk on it. With your survival check, you are catching these beams of light out of the, the corners of your vision. And light probably means that the forest is getting, you know, less dense in the area where the light is coming from. And using this knowledge, you kind of look back and forth and you see on the right path, as you look at the left path, which is almost perfect, you see a, a, a flit of light in the corner of your eye towards the right path. When you look at that one, it seems to be like the right way, just based on the, the knowledge of light. Should we check for tracks as we're looking for a friend? Yeah, sure. Um, roll me an investigation check. If anyone would like to help, just let me know how. All right, oh, let's go here. Good old plus zero. Oh, 16. Hmm. Okay. I say Thurbash because the player is here listening in. Um, he's our silent little ghost for this session. Um, what kind of boots does Thurbash wear? Uh, Thurbash would use um, like basic hide boots. Okay. Um, would you say that there might be any denoting features in his footprints that would make it something knowledgeable? So... Haley and Thurbash traveled together for a long time, so they there might be some little bits of information that Haley could have picked up on that would be recognizable in a boot print. Probably like, you know, the outside of his foot is a little bit deeper than the inside of his foot for both of his feet. Um, and he like tends to walk with a little bit more pressure on the outside of his foot. Uh, you can also tell that like the boot print uh, is a rounded toe um, and it looks kind of like, looks like he's wearing socks although they're, they're leather boots. Um, so it's kind of got that, like, not like a toe print kind of style. It looks like the top of a foot. There's some detail, I won't lie. Oh, God, are you telling me Thurbash wears toe shoes? <laughs> no, no, but maybe. Say no. Looking at this um, footprint, you can very clearly see that this is Thurbash's. I've seen this before because I've traveled with him for... You know, longer than this adventuring party has been together. Um, so you catch that immediately. Uh, I think Sir Thurbash took this path, so we should take this path. I'm game. Yeah. As you guys say this, Rose goes, all right, keep your um, wits about you. I don't want us to get ambushed again. All those birds were made of wood, and the spiders were bad, and they were made of wood, so. Can I quick 
just uh, you mentioned that before there were like a lot more birds. Can I do a perception check to try to get like a rough head count on how many I think there might be? Yes. Yes, you can. Roll me a perception all check, right. my friend. At least I'm so three. bad at everything. Like all the ways I want to role play. I made a beef cake because I tend to role play a little bit too meta and I wanted to avoid that by making it impossible. And now I'm just frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh is that perception? Yes. Okay, so what is that? That's wisdom? I roll wisdom. You should just click on perception check. You can click it on the sheet. Like, see the number plus whatever. Oh, my, you just click the minus one. Gotcha. Oh, <laughs> Um, all you... Here's... So, here's what I will give you. Um, you're trying to do some kind of investigation here. I won't give you how many birds you can see because you're... Maybe your attention is focused on the particular bird that is sitting now on Alea's shoulder. Looking it over, you see something immediate that catches your eye. The outside veneer, I say veneer because like the outside coating of the wood of this creature, is a normal gnarled like oaky bark. But as it turns its head and opens its wings underneath in the shadows where the light doesn't fall. The wood is inky black. And as it creaks and as, as its mouth opens and its eyes kind of turn mechanically, you can see little bits of cyan and violet light peering through the cracks of it. But it's so close. All right, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> Tedward's even more confused, which is normal. At which point can I be so confused that I realize that I just peer straight through the charade of reality and I look God dead in the eye and go, ha, got you. You have to roll advantage with two natural ones. I'm going to do that sooner or later. Audience, take note. <laughs> if I run, if, if I roll two nat ones, Tedward will have a conversation with Mike the DM as Mike the DM <laughs> and ask him why he created a world of suffering. It's the uh, the equivalent of when an ant learns that it's an ant by speaking to a human. All right, Tedward's going to hold his peace. He, I thought I was he was going to learn something from that. He didn't. Let's just keep walking. Here's what I will say: you did learn. Uh, Thurbash, if if, if Tedward paid any attention, he might know this, and I think he might have paid attention because he's suspicious of people that cast magic. Thurbash's mm -hmm. magic. <laughs> Thurbash's magic always looks cyan. And violet, every time. Uh, ooh, ooh, interesting. Was there anything in the vision I got out of uh, Thurbash's mind that was that same color palette? Ooh, the tree itself that tore him through was fucking roiling. It to your eyes, it looked like it would be a blaze with this kind of light. Ooh, and I didn't like this tree when I saw it, right? I no. got bad vibes. Oh my god. I got heebie-jeebies. The, the worst the worst vibes. I want to try to catch the owl. It's it's like a sparrow, but sure. Roll me an athletics check. Uh, While you guys are discussing the pathway and Haley's like, I found a blueprint. Tedward leaps into action. Oh, okay. When you okay, so you're saying I didn't observe that about the owl. I, I was looking at the bird that was closest to me, which is a sparrow. Okay. Which is the bird that was kind of on Alea's shoulder. It wasn't an owl. It just its first question was who, and that's a mistake on my part. <laughs> which which check was this? Athletics. I'm actually good at that. I got a 14. 14. Let me roll for this bird. 
which I will say has a minus two. Ooh, that's a three. <laughs> you leap forward and this bird tries to get away and you grab it hard. Alaya, you watch Tedward fucking lunges at you and you before you can even react, he grabs this bird and you feel like you hear the crunching of wood and it starts to like creak and shudder. What do you guys do? I'm not crushing it. I just I'm holding it. Like I would have like I would have caught a real bird if I wanted to grab it and like like hypothetically, if I saw a bird with like a soda tab on its ankle and I wanted to try to help it, I would catch the bird in such a way that it couldn't move, but it wasn't it wasn't gonna get crushed. Okay. So you're you're holding it in your grasp, it's wriggling gently. Have I in the past described the vision I got out of Thurbash's mind to anybody? Did I did I, did I ever recap all you guys? I think so. I think you've only you, like woke up. Oh, we, I I would have had to explain a little bit of of why he he ran away in the first place, right? That we had some kind of interaction and he tried to cast a spell on me? I think the revelation that you had said, oh, you know what? You got, you knocked out. Well, afterwards, you probably would have brought up the, I think the pieces of knowledge that you would understand are immediately bad are really bad tree and it took something from Thurbash. I'll attempt to piece that together now. So... Right before Thurbash went all crazy, I was still riding whatever residual wave those crazy moths and the dust gave me, and I read his mind. I read right into his melon, and I saw his past, and he was getting, I don't even know how to describe it, like peeled apart and, 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 and looked at from the inside out by some kind of evil tree, and it had all these sand and purpley colors uh, magic lights roiling around it and then I just saw the same colored lights in the wood of this bird and I like hold it up to I guess Alea is the most magical person here in Thurbash's a- absence and I hold it up to her and I to, to try to like show her the cracks and the nooks and crannies where I saw that same colored light in this bird and then I say and I, I couldn't really tell what I was looking at but I knew it was evil in the vision um, can, can I? I'm, I'm not do even going to make your roll with you, with your passive oh, okay, perception. Okay. You with your passive perception as this thing struggles, and you can see the wood bending and creaking as it's trying to get out of his grasp. Every time the bark separates, every time this thing opens its mouth or quickly moves its eye, you see a glint of light that matches its cyan, its violet. It's exactly what you've seen Thurbash use in the past. Night. Uh, I'm going to ask the group, particularly towards Eliel, because. Alea thinks um, they are just like know everything. Um, do you know what kind of magic this is? Um, let me roll for Eliel. And also, why you roll that? Are any of the other birds like reacting in any way to the fact that I have one of them? Um, not. You haven't noticed anything yet. I will say. What is like a magic check? Um, Arcana. Arcana. And I say Arcana specifically because it's. If Thurbash's origins are fey. Damn it, I almost got a natural 20. Uh, no, oh. I have a 10. A 10. On my arcana roll. Um, what can we get with a 10? Um, what is your goal here? You're trying to see the origin of this type of magic? Yeah, and I also did ask the question to Eliel. Eliel, so as you ask this question to Eliel, you peer in close to the bird, and as it struggles, and every time you see this light, you can s- you're familiar with plants, right? very, very intimate with plants. You smell sweet, 
very sweet, like, berries, plants, honeysuckle. Like, every time it creaks and turns, you can, you get a whiff of that sweetness, maybe even a sense memory. And as it's wriggling more and more, in one moment it catches, one of its eyes looks at you. And as it twists and turns, that scent, that smell suddenly turns virulent, like acidic in your nose. Something about it is off. And as you hit this this bit, L.E.L. behind you says, Um, I, I don't entirely know what it is, but... It's unseely. The deepest, darkest, most aberrant courts of the Feywild use magic like this. It's the same thing, um, as we've mentioned before, I believe has influenced your friend. Okay, so... And Tedward, as you, as she says this, you're looking for birds and you hear fluttering and fluttering and fluttering and suddenly there's dozens of them all sitting on branches peering down at all of you in silence. Yeah, I rescind my vote to trust the birds. Hmm? Um, but you said, so it's fey magic. Well, Tedward, maybe, maybe we go of the bird. Really quickly, one last litmus test. Um, someone who isn't me, ask to read my book and see what it's writing about what I'm doing right now. Dibs. All right. All you got to do is be like, I want to <laughs> hear the story of Tedward. Tell me the story of the group led by Tedward. Ooh, even better. Um, from Tedward's bag, you, you feel the, the book leaps, leaps out and flies to you, Haley, and opens up immediately. And Tedward, for the first time ever, you see pictures in your book. Yes. It's always words. It is absolutely always words. And right now, you see an illustration of a winding path ahead and a fork in the road. One is wreathed by light, and one is wreathed by darkness. And beneath this quote, beneath this, this like, it looks like one of those old folktale drawings, yeah. right? Of, of like, a, you know, a fae story um, that we would traditionally see in our world, Earth. And beneath this, in a scrolled font that is way more elegant than you'd ever expect, you see a phrase, in quotes. The path to the truth is often the most dangerous. Okay. And to be left in darkness is to leave behind what you truly know. Hey folks, and welcome to the mid-roll. Time for the usual. Twitter, follow it for updates and tabletop content. Redbubble, check it out for cool merch, and you can find a link for that on our website. And lastly, tell your friends and spread our stories far and wide so that everyone can decorate their time in just as cool ways you do. All right, let's get back to the show. I, I have a feeling like, oh, did you, did you share the, like... Rob, did you share that with everybody? I would, yes. You're the, you're the one reading. Okay. I am only just beginning to realize this. But classically, the book really only writes about me. 
and it likes to make me look good. And let's be honest, that's an easy job. I'm pretty great. That sentence has nothing to do with me. That's weird. I also, back at the, the cabin with the moths, Alea shudders at the thought of the poor dying moth. Um, yes. I read uh, this quote and uh, I wrote it down. So I'm going to pull out the, the writing and I'm just going to show everyone. Um, at the quote, by the way, Alea's not saying it out loud again. It's just written on the paper, but this is what it says. Uh, the roads we walk, wind far and wide, woven through by truth and lies. Rob, I will say Haley knows this phrase immediately, based on the things we've previously talked about. I don't know what to do with this information. It's a, you know that... <laughs> so you know what, what Haley knows is that this piece, this phrase, is a series is a piece of three. Each one is part of a major incantation that creates a fake crossroads. And I'm going to leave you to think about that for one second while I use the restroom. I think we're getting straight up lured into something. And it's just, I know I said before, it's probably better to spring a trap than to like just wander. But like straight up, my book frames everything around me. So like if, if it had been the book writing of its own accord, it would have been like Tedward valiantly grasped the gigantic eagle and held it while they examined it. It wouldn't have it would have not been anything mystical at all. So like that's what I was trying to communicate in in character yeah. as Tedward. So like the book is under the control of foreign magic, the pathway is under the control of foreign magic. Like we're straight up getting um railroaded into something by hostile magic. And I, I don't know if there's a way out of that. I think it has the book. I don't think there is a way out. Well, the book's not all powerful. Even I can resist the book periodically. I was going to say, because it's the same magic as, um, Urbash. No, I was going to say, wait, does Eliel not have the same, uh, have fate? Isn't Eliel a fae? I think she's a Seelie fae though. Well, I was going to say, because it's matching the magic of both. Well, I guess not mad, uh, not Eliel exactly, but also Thurbash, like you said, then maybe this is the like a like a more direct direction since it's like matching up and where yeah yeah i just like, brand to it, yeah it'll it's definitely, definitely take us where we need to go it's just definitely not doing it because it wants to help us yeah yeah and it's it's little evasive answer the forest is never kind wasn't it being honest it was just like being like Again, because this is Faye, I can't lie to you, but I can't tell you I'm going to lead you into a trap. So <laughs> I'm just going to be like, I'm not nice. Yeah. On surface level, that seems that seems charming because you're like, oh, at least you're being direct. But it's like, no. So what's the move here then? I don't really know. Do Climb have- the trees. Climb the trees. Climb the trees. Close our eyes and literally walk forwards because it's all an illusion. What if we um, like follow it and then when it says to go a, a direction, we go the opposite way? We just literally keep doing the opposite of what the bird says. Yeah, because if it's trying to lead us into it, unless it catches on that that's what we're doing, like a GPS that we, <laughs> should do, we do the exact opposite of everything it tells us. I, I'll it, do that. Yeah. If it can't lie. Then we can try to manipulate it so it's like to our advantage as to what is the like best, like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just well, using any word like best or safe probably isn't 
going to work because it's very easy to not lie and just frame that in a way like, what do you mean by best? Best for me is you do what I want. Yeah, true. Best for if we go best for us, it could be like I don't know, go home. <laughs> don't be in the forest to begin yeah. with. <laughs> don't be stepping. Um, yeah, I, I feel like basically we can we can we can do what it says or do the opposite of what it says. But it it, it it's an intelligence that's that's controlling all these birds. It may very well cotton on if we just directly contravene it every step of the way. Yeah. So I don't know if. It's like that. It's that thing where it's like, I know that you know that I know. Yeah, this could this could really get circular real fast. I'm talking myself back into just doing what the bird wants. Damn it! So as as you all, so it was any of this discussion in character. God, I love having Bluetooth headphones because I walked downstairs to get a glass of water and I heard the whole I conversation. None of it was <laughs> beautiful. It- Here's the thing, the bird will be listening, and then if we talk about it, then we've already messed up our... Okay, so let's... Now that you guys have had a moment, moment to think about it, let's cut back in with in character. Haley is still looking down at the drawing. Tedward... Haley has just finished this reading of this image in the book. Well, now I think this proves we can't trust them. But we also still kind of have to do what they tell us. <laughs> Can I get a perception check on, or maybe insight? I don't know. I don't. I still don't know the difference between the two. Um, on Lel and how they're reacting to the situation. So, just to give you like an illustration of the difference, perception is to see what they're doing okay. physically, but that won't give you any information. Insight is to say. Is there anything about their behavior that I can use to discern something about what they're thinking, right? Or feeling or things like that. It's like insight is like I have a hunch. Perception is I see a thing. Um, So whichever one, you'd probably want insight. Yeah. Because what if Eliel was part of this the whole time? It goes all the way. I doubt it. It goes all the way (laughs) over the top. (laughs) I got 22. This could not be better. If you oh, no. So you rolled you rolled an insight and I rolled a one. Ah. Oh, God. Oh, no. When you when you all look up and you see you you look at El Eliel and you notice that her complexion is a little grayer than it was before. But she's always been kind of bright and colorful and cheery. Like everything about her has always felt, you know, fun and loose and happy. Um But in this moment, she looks reserved. Her shoulders are hunched in. She's like nervously looking towards the forest around her. And she says, We, I, I don't think we are on a path anymore. Um, every, every step I take, every place I go, I can, I can usually feel something, a connection. And as she says this, Haley, she looks to you. Something. And the moment we left the clearing with the spiders, it's been nothing. This is a path that hasn't been tread before. And it's taking every ounce of my willpower to not turn around. Is there a back? Yeah, the pathway behind you is still open, but I will say when all of you look in that direction, you all notice it now. 
as you look away from where the bird is pointing you, the trees, as you take them in, they feel like they're bending and warping. Like, almost like the tops of the trees are starting to bend downward, and you can't tell why. I feel like we're in the mouth of, of the forest. Wait, they're bending how? In your peripheral, they look like normal trees, but as you look to them, in their direction, like the path behind you, where you came from, every single tree feels like it's bending at the top downward, almost as if it's bowing. But when you look away, it returns back to normal. Something is fucking with your perceptions right now. This feels like how if you look at a sea turtle's esophagus, they have teeth that point inward so fish can't swim out when they've been swallowed, or a seal. I know some oh, yeah, sea creatures have that. That's, That's what this reminds me of. <laughs> I love Ralph. Oh, yeah, yeah of, of course. course. Every person knows that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, clearly they do. Two of us here do. <laughs> oh. And, and you're still looking at Eliel, and she goes, I think if we take the path ahead, it will give us answers, but it may take us further away from the place we are meant to be going. I just want to confirm. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. No, you go. I just wanted to confirm. Eliel looks gray because they're nervous, right? And scared, not yes. because... It's an imposter pretending to be Eliel. Correct. Absolutely correct. Everything okay, about okay. this person feels okay. like Eliel. Okay, okay, um, okay. But like... <laughs> you, said, you said the color wasn't there, and I was like... Mm. There's something undermining her behavior here, not in, a, not in like an outward way, an inward way, that like she is nervous, okay. she is jittery, and she's like her eyes are darting around the forest. They're darting to each and every one of you, and she looks at Rose, and you notice that with your fucking crazy 22 insight rose also looks concerned like they share a glance that says something that you don't understand okay like there's something that both of them know that you don't um was ted we're gonna say something i was just gonna ask uh when you say meant where we're meant to go are you referring to thurbash or the emerald crossroads which was our original destination the end of the path. Of course, right. At the end of this forest, towards the Emerald Crossroads, there is a, um, a waystone parked right in the middle of the trail that marks the beginning and the end of the path. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I'm pretty sure it's still there. That's the end. And every time we walk down this dirt path, I can f feel that it's not right. Um, Alea's gonna do an about face and just be like, I'm going back, and like starts walking back the way they came from. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, the reason is Alea wants to see what happens if if the forest thinks she's trying to go backwards. Roll me a charisma saving throw. Oh god. <laughs> um Charisma saving throw. Okay. Not the worst. I got a 18. Oh, wow. You pass. Um, so you start Ooh. to walk down this pathway. It's dizzying because the moment you turn around and you focus your vision on the trees in that direction, they all begin to bend. And it feels like you're walking as you start to just purposely walk. It feels like um, every step you take 
is down a tunnel that keeps getting longer as you walk it, right? And you kind of close your eyes. What do you focus on that shakes this feeling away? Um, I guess I'm focusing on, like, the group. You know, like, everyone around me, our destination to try to find Thurbash. Um, give me, let's say, just give me one quick little flash memory of something you guys have done in your adventure. You can literally make it up. It doesn't have to be something we've actually recorded or talked about. It could be like, there was this cool moment where we were walking on the road and we shared this thing together, or this meal, or we talked about this thing. Like, something that would touch Alea, you know, personally. This would be kind of kind of cute going back to like uh, the like official fan art that we have, not fan art, the official art that we have for the podcast, mm-hmm. where uh, everyone's like around a fire and like Tedward's like talking and like talking about one of his <sighs> adventures from his books, and like we're all just kind of cozying up and like listening and laughing and I you know I love it. So you focus on that vision, and in it, in your final moment of the vision, you you kind of focus on. You know, your goal. You're trying to find your friend Thurbash. And as you do, the, the kind of dizzyingness of this pathway starts to wash away. And the bending stops. And you can see a carefully winding path. And with your passive perception, you can see an orange light in the forest dancing ahead. Maybe the length of a football field away. It's so dark in here. 100 yards. It's so dark in this forest that you can see the kind of warm glow of something in the distance that's safe. Like, you know it in your heart that it's prob- where you're going, is a, a there's a pretty good chance it's safe. Which is weird, because you have- you've just walked this pathway, and you know for a fact you haven't turned around or went in any other direction. Which probably confirms Tedward's theory that you guys have been manipulated. A little. Yeah. So we've been probably going in a circle, going nowhere, based on some type of magic that's keeping us here. Mm. Listeners, you can thank Thurbash for his natural 20 survival or magic-fueled survival check (laughs) (laughs) to disguise the pathway. Uh, So, like, we could, in theory, go backwards, right? You said I saw, like, a light. You see, you clearly see a place that you haven't seen before and you haven't passed, but you, like, there's a warm firelight in the distance. I'm going this way. <laughs> and I'm saying that I see, like, the fire and stuff. Does does everyone have to do a save throw to see it? Well, if I've already uh, pointed it out. Can I make a check to see if I can tell we'd have to make a check? Um, roll me an arcana check, I think. Could do check it. To make right. Check to make a check to make a check. We're not gonna we're not gonna hollow it that much. I think it's because of the the nature of the magic. If it's not something you're searching for, then or something you're aware exists, then you have to fight it. It's like you willingly walk down the path, and the path has an influence on you. Twelve. Twelve. You're very as you turn around and the way your perception changes when you look, you're very aware that there is some kind of magic influencing you. And based on what Eliel said, it is likely Fey. Um, you will have to resist it though. But you can roll with advantage because you know to look for it. I'll tell all the, the four, the rest of us, because uh, Ale, uh has already walked off the four of us to kind of gather close. Okay. And I'll cast Minor Illusion Ooh. to kind of block our vision around us so we can just kind of follow her voice back. Oh, okay. All Both of you um, roll Charisma like Saving Throws with advantage for sure. Who's both of you? Right. Um, if that would be Tedward and Haley. Ooh, hot damn. 
14. Oh, yeah, Rose rolled a 19. And Eliel rolled a 12. That's over. Um, what'd you roll, Pele? Uh, 22. Wow. Okay, yeah. So with this illusion, just... Advantage helped a lot. Like, the moment you spin around, you feel yourself get dizzy, and you can feel the forest starting to bend as you look at it. And when you start to walk forward and just focus on the mental image of your head, you can feel... You literally see the trees bend back to normal. And after about 10 seconds of walking to catch up to Alea, you see that the forest has stopped its enchantment on you. And when you look ahead, you can see through the bits and pieces of your illusion the same thing that Alea did. In the distance, there's a warm light. Do you guys make your way to it? Yes. Okay. Or at least Alea does. I'm still blind, so I'm following the sound of someone else's footsteps. I was going to say, this little thing, now that you guys are aware that there was something influencing your perception, that you don't have to make a ton of coordinated effort. Alea, would you say that it was safety? Would you go way too far ahead, or would you just... Keep pace. No, 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 no. I, I would keep pace. I wouldn't just like abandon yeah. everyone. Okay. So together, all of you trudge through, and as you take every single step you take, you can feel something prying into you and being rebuked, mostly because of your knowledge of what this is like now. Um, and with every step, you go for like backwards and backwards and backwards, and you make your way through um, with your passive perceptions. Um, all of you notice pretty evidently. That as you're walking through the forest, you find, you see the silhouettes of people that you thought you saw before. Some of them are standing, their hands clasped, their shoulders pulled in tight and head down almost like they're praying. Others are on the ground reaching their hands out. Um, But as you start to walk down this pathway, the trees thin out and you can see dozens of stone circles in the forest here thrown all about around you. Um... And those shafts of kind of ring light, they were there. Because when you look around, you can see these circles in the woods are illuminated by ring light. And when you look up, you can see sky. And when you make your way further and further in, you can see these these figures are standing. Some of them are reaching towards these stone circles in the ground. Others are kind of huddled around it. Almost like they're moving towards it. But there are there are dozens and dozens of these silhouettes off in the forest around you. And there's only one path. And when you make your way further and further ahead, you see the dancing red flame of a campfire. And a cabin built into a cliffside that shears up into the sky. You can't quite see the top because it's so tall, but based on what you had seen on your travels on the river, this is likely the mountain that sits in the middle of the rolling thicket, the forest you've been traveling through, the thing that you have been trying to make your way towards this entire time. And this A-frame cabin cabin is built at ground level with a single door leading into a structure that is bored into the cliffside itself. And before you, you see this haven in the woods. A continual flame lit at a campfire. What would you like to do? A camp. A, a cabin. Sure. Um, <laughs> check it for butterflies. Check for butterflies? Check for... Oh, yeah. Roll an investigation check. If you want to check for moths, feel free. Absolutely. A little addicting. Uh, can I look around for birds? 
Or any weird wood, wooden creatures? Yes. Roll me. So with an eight, Hele, you don't notice anything odd. You do notice that, like, the path kind of makes its way up towards this cabin is, and there's a clearing. Like, there are trees that are cut down. You can see stumps in the ground. There's a stack of logs near the fire. And looking straight in, you don't see any evidence that this place is infested like the rest of the forest. Okay. Alea. That's good to know. What um, What did you roll? Um, I'm doing investigation, correct? Yes, you were looking for birds. Or any creepy wooden things. I got a... I can't see the dice. 20, not a natural. Wow, okay. So you make your way up to the clearing. Do you walk in? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this kind of oval-shaped clearing? So you walk in, and as you kind of stop and turn around to take in your surroundings, you hear the familiar fluttering of wooden wings, which you now know what it is. And one by one, birds start to land on the trees at the edge of the clearing. And they don't proceed into this place. And while you're standing there, you see one looking directly at you. And it goes... Clever. And then flies away. I'm gonna shoot it a wink. I'm gonna shoot it a wink. I gotcha. egg <laughs> a potato at it as hard as I physically <laughs> am capable of doing so. Roll me, roll me an attack roll. Add strength in your proficiency. Be on D and D Beyond. It'd be an improvised weapon. Uh, I don't know how to do this. I'm just gonna do that. I'll I'll roll strength and I'll add my proficiency, which is uh, it's a fifteen. Fifteen. Wow. This bird flies away, and Leia, you hear as a potato zips out of Tedward's <laughs> hand and just sails into the darkness, and you hear the shattering of wood and then little bits of pieces of things landing in the forest floor below. Oh my God. Nice shot. Thank you. <laughs> um, is there any sign of life near this cabin? Like, is there any people or any traces of, like, someone living here? Not at the moment. Um, in your immediate vision, no. You do notice that, like, the flame itself in this campfire, it's probably continual. Um, you've seen this okay. kind of flame before. Um, all of you would have somewhere in the world. But it's a flame that kind of, there's just something about the color and the way it moves that's off. Like, it feels fake, but it's it's constantly going. Like, this is some kind of magic place. And okay. while you're looking around for life, you see Rose and Eliel step into the clearing. And the moment Eliel's foot passes the threshold to this place, she falls down onto her knees and is breathing heavy. And you watch as the color quickly returns to her face. And she's... Are you good? That was a lot. That was... Whew. Um, I'm gonna come go back and, and help help her up and take her closer to the cabin. Let's see, uh, we did it! We beat the wooden birds! Um, let's, uh, see if anyone's here who can maybe give us directions or help us, or... Yes, um, so, so all... I'm gonna help Eliel, like, up. All of you now, yeah, so all of you now are standing in front of this cabin. The fire is kind of dancing ahead of you above the ring light casts a hopeful bit of white pure comfortable light into this place um it's glinting off the windows of this a-frame cabin which has a door nestled in its center and there are large tall windows with you know the kind of cross hatching window frames all about its face the peak of the cabin head is maybe 30 feet up and it's bored directly into the cliffside. 
though you still do not see signs of life. Um, any input from anyone? <laughs> Leia's about to go up and just like knock on the door. I'll do it. I'll knock on the door. Sorry, can I just give Eliel some like water? Yeah. Just to help her. Yeah, you give her some, and like as you can see that like the moment you guys have stepped into this place, her complexion is getting better. Um. Okay. Cool. Like healthier, more comfortable. Her breathing, which apparently was ragged, you didn't realize. Um, has gotten better. Um, Haley, what are you doing right now? Haley was trying to think of a way to start talking to the birds again, but saw how relieved Eliel is at this place and has decided just to, I mean, since everyone else seems to be a little hesitant, just kind of go inside the cabin. Okay. No hesitation. So while you guys are investigating the outside of the building, um, Haley, you walk up to the door, and the first thing you see, you reach for the handle, which is kind of this comfortable, gilded brass, and you reach for it, and it turns gently, and as you open it, you can feel a sense of warmth roll over you. And on the, ca- the door of this cabin, inscribed in a plaque, you can see just above the door, what looks to be the end of a sentence. Not the start, but the end. It says, And take you to a place you never knew. And when you open up the door, the firelight inside casts in, and you see torches alight as the door swings open. What do you do? I think this is a safe place to rest. Trying to see if anyone's still on this side of the damn building. (laughs) They're outside, but you can... I feel like if you turn over your shoulder and say that. I'll come in too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just kind of call out that I think it's good to go inside and walk inside. Okay. So bef- as you guys step in, um, before you, you see what looks to be a comfortable, cozy cabin. On your left side, there is a kind of sunken-in round sofa Nestled around a fire, there's a a metal vent that goes up into the ceiling and vents out the smoke somewhere. Off to your right, there's a long, long kitchen with a sink and cabinets, and on top of the counters, there are mugs and things that are already placed and set. And straight a- organized. Yes, straight ahead into the distance. Oh, stress relief. Further down, yeah, further down the hall. Um, you can see that there is a long hallway filled with kinds of rooms. And at the end, Haley, um, do you walk any further in? Uh, sadly, Haley is immediately distracted by the organization and immediately starts to perfect it. Ah. Um, you. <laughs> so if someone else needs to go in deeper, I'm in the kitchen already rearranging the mugs. You're like, tell me how you arrange them. They were in a perfect line and they were all like, they were different colors but they were all in like you know rainbow order they were probably in like a nice gradient but now they're in whatever seems to be like what to Haley makes perfect sense warm and cold colors mixed to make like whatever makes black but right <laughs> next to another set of colors that make white together somehow some way that's funny uh, in a random partic- particular circle on the counter taking as much room as possible <laughs> they're not efficient at all 
Like, in order to do anything, you'd have to move the cups, but Haley would hate that. <laughs> yeah. I, it's in order. I love it. it. So, you guys see Haley immediately start changing these things around and rearranging. Um, what do the other two of you do? Alea, while you're helping Elio, the first thing you notice is that she sits down by the fire and starts warming up her hands. Um... I'm going to leave her to it, and I'm just going to look around, see if it's similar to the other cabin that we were at with the moths. Um, just, I'm looking for any other type of inscriptions. I won't even roll yet. have you roll an investigation check. This place is pristine. It looks like it's lived in. It looks like there should be people here, but it's just empty. Um, you step inside the room and see the same things that Haley did. There's a long hallway of doors um, with one at the end in the middle that looks like it has some kinds of carvings on it. Off to the left of this, there's a staircase that winds up to be like a loft area. Um, well, I, I'm going to be looking for people. So I'm going to be like, hello, is anyone around? Knocking on some of the doors and peeking in. Um, you, you hear your voice echo through. Um, you open up maybe, what is it, the first door in the hallway, probably. Um, and it, the door opens gently and soft. A warm breeze blows out that's comforting. And inside, it's just a bunk room. There's an end table, a very nice bed made of full solid wood, a fluffy mattress with perfectly fluff blankets and pillows. You close that door, open the next one, maybe across the hall. Basically the same thing. Um, this is definitely a way stop, like a bunkhouse, for anyone traveling on the road. Um, but as it seems, there's nobody here. Oh, okay. Tedward, what are you doing right now? I just get like a general perception of just everything in, in, in my immediate cone of vision, because Tedward's a reactor. Tedward's not a, I walk into a building with a, like, this is what I do in a new place protocol. Tedward will react to things he sees. So they... So let's, let me... Uh, just I'll just roll you a perception check. Okay. Uh, 13. Um, I don't see a need to put this behind mechanics, but um, while they go inside, you said you're reactionary. Well, the first things that you would notice as you approach this place is the birds fly in and land on the trees, and they all stop at the edge of the clearing. And then, while you're standing here, kind of taking it in, you know, on watch, you know, ready to fight, because that's what Tedward does, um... He beats bad guys, and clearly those birds were bad guys. And Sometimes not bad guys, let's be real. <laughs> sometimes they're not, uh, but those birds, for sure. Um, while you're standing there, taking in the sights, you notice that a similar thing starts to happen again while you're here. You're looking out into the winding path that you just came from. And you can see that the trees start to bend and curl. And as they do, you hear footfalls on gravel crunching from the darkness beyond. And a figure starts to walk up the pathway towards the cabin. And they come into the light of the fire and they stop at the very end of the pathway, right before the threshold of this clearing. The trees at this point have 
bent so far in your vision, it almost looks like the tops are touching the ground. And the horizon is just framed by this silhouette. Thurbash? Thurbash is at the edge of the clearing. Describe to them who they see. Hey everybody, and I hope you enjoyed the show. With this recording, we are one step closer to inviting our special guest onto TOA to play a secret NPC. Though, more on that later. Tune in next week to The Gilded Lily, where our crew takes some downtime on their trip back to New Bismuth with sparring and spellcraft. They're wizards, and they like to fight, you know? Our songs and ambient music for this episode are features from Kevin McLeod and Sword Coast Soundscape, which you can find in our episode description and on their Bandcamp pages, because they're awesome and you should pay for their music. We're also using tracks from Dark Fantasy Studios to supplement the narrative. Stay safe, and see you soon. Right now. Oh, Tuberry with human fucking teeth. I'm doing it right now, Mike. Oh, I hate this. <laughs> you know why? You know why I'm doing it? Just fuck you. <laughs> Two fucking rows of teeth. Why? <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh, the, he's in- got it. the inevitable Tuberry smile, though. When he, when he smiles, it's going to be so scary. He's got a so see one row. Oh, that makes it worse, though. <laughs> I mean, Mike, it could be worse. Two rows of teeth is awful, but like, it's not like he's like a moray eel where it has like a tiny little jaw inside of its jaw. Thank you. Stop talking! (laughs) (laughs) The last thing we need is a 3D model of Tuberry with like fucking monster anatomy. My to-do list can only get so long. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. This Tuberry's gonna haunt but your I'll, nightmares. I'll give it the old college try. It's like the, um, the, the, uh... From the movie Aliens. Opens its mouth. It's a second smaller Tuberry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spicy. So fucking Spicy. Is that the is that the word you're looking for? Uh, I guess it's the only one I can think of. Why'd you privately message me? Oh God, I oh <laughs> oh, it's so bad. He just texted me a message of Tuberry with human teeth. Uh-huh. Is that photoshopped or those 3D? <laughs> How did you do that so fast? Now the re- now the recap has to go in. <laughs> He had it prepared. He led the conversation this <laughs> oh, way. Oh, shit. He, we fell right into his trap. <laughs> um, God, I hate it so much. That's going to go on Twitter. You've given me this power. They're, the fans are going to get a no-context tweet of that oh my fucking God. monster. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me get my guts back inside me. Um, does anybody have any questions? <laughs>